You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. the Rebellion's military budget in the original Star Wars trilogy. It never really seemed to matter. No one ever really ran out of ammo, after all. I'm Jessica Linverdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for May 5th. And as it turns out, if you ask any child of the 80s, they'll remember that it only costs 25 cents to enlist in the battle against the Empire, the cost of playing the very first Star Wars arcade game, released by Atari on this day in 1983. May the 5th be with you. Star Wars inspired lots of games in arcades and on home consoles and computers. It seemed like almost as soon as the movie was in theaters, video game designers took note. Enemy ships that looked unmistakably like TIE fighters were all over late 70s and early 80s space battle games. And as soon as computer graphics were just barely capable of drawing a trench-like structure moving beneath and around a player's space fighter, everyone was reliving that final attack run on the Death Star. All of this, naturally, happening without any licensing from Lucasfilm, a situation which changed in the early 80s, by which time it was clear that video games weren't a fad that would be going away. Lucasfilm allowed companies to bill on the rights to produce official Star Wars games, using the characters, ships, music, and logos of the movie. Parker Brothers snatched up home video game rights, while Atari determined to stay on top of the arcade sales charts despite increasing competition from Japanese game makers, splashed out for the rights to create arcade games. The state of the art in 1983 dictated that fast, vaguely 3D action would require vector graphics, depicting detailed, fast-moving line art of TIE fighters, the Death Star Trench, and so on, rather than more colorful, faster graphics that were commonplace with games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Fortunately, a first-person space combat game codenamed Warp Speed had been in the works at Atari already, and as soon as the license was secured from Lucasfilm, that game and its specialized analog controller was modified to include all the familiar sights that Star Wars fans expected. But what about the sounds? Also born on this day in 1983, actor Henry Cavill, the current big screen Superman in such films as Man of Steel and Justice League, as well as the star of The Witcher. Sound effects were already becoming fairly advanced in arcade games in the early 80s, but Atari had more than just sound effects to worry about with the first Star Wars arcade game. To many fans, Star Wars was synonymous with the music of John Williams, and special effort was put into replicating key moments from the soundtrack at certain moments in the game. Voice synthesis was also a key feature of the game, with Luke, Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, and Han Solo all weighing in on the player's progress during a typical game. None of the voices heard were those of the actual actors, but were instead the best approximation of their voices that early 80s speech synthesis could manage. The upright cabinet was impressive, adorned with artwork from the movie, but even more impressive and immersive was the cockpit model of the game, in which players sat down as if they were flying their own X-Wing. For 25 cents, of course. All those quarters added up, too. 
Star Wars was Atari's top-earning arcade game in 1983. Bringing that same game home to consoles and computers, however, was a tale with even more twists. Remember how Parker Brothers had a lock on the home video game and computer rights? That meant that Atari couldn't just translate its arcade game for its own home video game systems. Only Parker Brothers had the rights to do that. But fortunately, a version was made for nearly every system under the sun. These days, playing a pixel-perfect game of Star Wars is a bit easier thanks to advances in computer graphics on the consumer market. And while collecting an original Star Wars arcade machine from 1983 takes a lot of Republic credits, there's a more cost-effective consumer option in the form of a home arcade machine that replicates both the original graphics and the flight yoke controller of the venerated arcade game. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for May 5th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.